What's up, YouTube? Probably not listening to this on YouTube because it's not even posted on YouTube. But if you could like, subscribe, follow us on Twitter, that would be awesome. Join the Discord because today we're talking about video games and uh, non-video games as well, I guess. We're talking about partying. We're talking about parties. And I sent everybody a video this past week, or I guess it was a while ago, but we we're just now revisiting it. Yeah, I gave you freaking homework, <laughs> nerds. Do your fucking homework. Uh, about party composition. And basically what the video was was commenting on and kind of documenting was what was indicated as the quote-unquote holy trinity, which is the idea that every game, you know, like fantasy especially, but other games too, have moved towards having a tank, a healer, and a damage dealer, or DPS, at the very least within their game. And the video was kind of commenting on whether or not this is, you know, like some people love it, some people hate it, you know, why is it so polarizing and why does it work so well and why is it implemented in, in, in literally every game? One cool thing that the author brought up was like even a game that you think would be devoid of party composition like Rocket League, like a sports game, still has those same tropes like every single game does. Like the tank would be the goalie. The healer or, you know, the uh, support more, more like would be like the mid laner who's crossing for the striker who's the damage dealer. Um, basketball, you know, you've got like a point guard who's like the support. You've got your damage dealers, which are like your shooting guard, small forward. And then you've got your tanks, which are like your power forward and your center. So I was like, wow, that actually makes way too much sense. And so the first part of the video was just describing like why it's so effective. And then the second part of the video was how do we break out of that mold and should we break out of that mold? So I would love to hear what you guys think about party compositions in any facet of gaming. Ronnie, do you want to shout out the uh, the author of the video? Yeah. So we credit them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's a great idea. Um, his name is Adam Millard. He calls himself the architect of games. And he does a lot of... Uh, he does a lot of video essays about video mm. games and other games, so check him it out. It was a really good video. Yeah, no, definitely worth the time. Um, I I think it's funny because, like, this is a conversation that we've... We haven't had it in these terms, but we've talked about how, like, there's a normal party comp that works, and then we just kind of, like, all want to... We all just want to go face, and <laughs> we all just want... We just do the big damage. <laughs> and we like end up making parties a lot of times that are just like glass cannons and 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 we'll we'll what we'll end up doing what it feels like to me we as a group end up doing is everyone is half the damage dealer and then half some like bastardized version of one of those other things and um uh like I mean, like Frizzigig, I think is very much like I I built him as a more damage dealer, but he's got some supporty things. Um, and he's like very much like damage over time. Like Aaron has some supporty things, but also just has big lightning bolts. And that's kind <laughs> of like, he's better at that. <laughs> and, uh, and then like, I think like Kaleri and Urkel are both like also like have some like tanky kind of traits, but really they just kind of do damage. <laughs> and uh, and I think in, in like games past that we've played together, that's been even more true than with the party we have now. Uh, and I think that's probably a reflection of like we've all played all of those roles and we all have our favorite one and we all happen to have the 
the same favorite one most of the time, I think. <laughs> you guys all love DPS. And yeah, me, as it's a, just a forever support fun. lover, none mm -hmm. of you are support people. And it's yeah. <laughs> Jackson Jackson is support in, in, in a different sense than I am, right? Yeah. And, and and I think in the video he does say like healer and then slash support, right? Yeah. But but the, um, yeah, two things can fill that like support role, you know, whether it's healing or doing other things. Uh, yeah. Like I think like the point the point guard analogy is right. Like, really is really good for that. Like there's somebody there's somebody who is completing their the objective. There's somebody who is preventing the other person from completing their objective, and there's someone who is helping the main person complete the team's objective. Mm -hmm. uh, and 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 I think really what it boils down to is that's just like a it is it is most efficient for one person to do one thing instead of like three people all doing two things. Uh, and I think like we totally could have, you know, we made characters that we like and that are fine for being honest with ourselves. We could have probably built them more efficiently <laughs> if we were trying to be, you know, like quote unquote correct in the way that we yeah. built them. Uh, yeah. Well, and I was expecting to talk about this at the end of the episode, but I, I think that yes, there is an efficient way to play and there and then there's like a fun way to play but not not really like you can be efficient and fun but in so many times especially in the rpg community and like 100 of the time in mmo communities which i like literally just this week have thrown had jumped head first into mmo like twitch and world of warcraft videos and stuff so i they it's all about efficiency like you never mm -hmm. take an option that's not efficient yeah. because as a DPS, all you're trying to do is max out damage. As a healer, you're trying to max out how much you can heal. As a tank, you max out your HP and your shields and your toughness or whatever yeah. those stats are. But like in D&D, there's so much there's so much of the game that's not in combat, right? And that's not mm -hmm. efficient, you know? And so right. even though you don't build efficiently as you could, uh, you can still build characters that are way more fun you know or yeah, take, no. take an ability that just sounds cool or that fits your character mm -hmm. better and i i think that's exactly that's what we've done i like to play and you guys do too so yeah I, I i very much agree with that um i think the one thing that's kind of missing and uh i think the champion could could definitely go against this i haven't played a champion but there's really not in in D D or in first edition and in most of second edition there's not really a tank because there's not a whole lot of um stuff that can force an enemy to stick to me yep. instead of going for my uh backline because yeah in D, D, it often feels like okay there's not really so much of a thing as a frontline as somebody who like just forces the tank damage mm -hmm. and they're going to put their health pool as you know the majority of the health pool that's lost um but there definitely is a backline yeah well there's not a front yeah, line, right. there definitely is a backline and that is usually reflected in health um and ac but because of that i think that um like everyone has to somewhat be able to i think the need for everyone to have damage stands because one 
if everyone dies, then you have to like kill them so that you can save everyone else, right? Right. And yeah. two, like, and I, I really think that's a big part of it is it just people going down. But mm -hmm. and two, like, you can't uh, serve one role dedicated in the or at least in, in Pathfinder, in my opinion, as easily. I think the one that you could probably do is the is the damage dealer. Um, but even then, when I think of just like a dedicated damage dealer, I think of like an archer who is trying to shoot as many arrows per turn as possible um, mm -hmm. and then just repeats. Right. And while it's fun because it's probably rolling the most dice, it is a lot of counting and it gets <laughs> the same every turn. And so I think that's why people like baking in utility um, regardless. Yeah. But I, I do think that I do think that roles still get filled. And there's just right. like specifically some things that like healing that a bunch of classes can't do. Yeah. And you kind of need answers for a lot of things. When when I was building Tarkon for the for the salty dogs, I I wanted Tarkon to be a tank. I wanted him to be a charisma based tank, and I it was something I kept running into is like there's like a feed or two that can kind of encourage people to attack you instead. And I kept like reading posts that were talking about this. I was like, but there's not really a true tank in Pathfinder or really in D and D. Like just like the that style of tabletop role playing game just doesn't really have a tank. Uh, and, and there are people who talk about kind of like why mechanically that is and how, I don't know. I personally think that's a little bit of a flaw. I think that role would be really cool. Um, uh, I mean, like the whole like debuffing and controlling what the enemy's doing and like making them stick on you. And and that would be super neat, uh, I think, in, in a game like this, personally. Uh, I understand why that's hard to do, but but no, that was like a, I kept reading just article and article after article uh, or comment uh, where people were just like, yeah, you can't really play a tank in D&D. Sorry, but <laughs> see, that's it's interesting because I, I definitely think you can tank. And, and I will, I, I'll, I'll say I'll say this, though, that it's it is interesting that there's no threat meter. Think about all of the mechanics of D&D that are fleshed out, but there's no threat indicator. And it's just up to DM discretion on who the enemy targets. See, I but I think I think that's because they're aware that the DM is a human too, and they're playing the game too. It's, it's not an like aggro, to think of, yeah, right. I, I, it's not a mechanic of not, an enemy, right? Yeah. I yeah, like, like I, I just think that when what what I mean is that like enemies are piloted by a human, and. Right the dm may say like they always protect this person right yeah. and like i'm going to mess them up this one time but if i break the threat rule i can't do that so yeah, they true. don't they don't and that's also why debuffs are not as strong as buffs and in, in general in the game because you need to still give the dm outs and yeah. And yeah, you also, the DM is playing a game too. As much as we yeah, like to think that the DM is like, <laughs> yeah, right. You don't. The DM is not a computer, and they're not just like there to just tell a story. They're also there to have fun and play the game too. Right. That's true. Which is, in my opinion, why there is no threat and why debuffs aren't as strong 
and yeah. tabletop role-playing games in general. Yeah, I I would still say though that even though at you you say you can't tank, and I think we need to get into like what you mean by tank. But I think like a character that has invested their gold, which like is it, which I've the more we've played, I've learned that gold is just like another experience bar, right? Like it's right, like, right. Yeah. I no longer think of gold kind of like how I used to. I think of it like I my experience bar fills up. I I, I get feats with that. My gold bar fills up. I get item, which are basically Armor, just feats. Weapons, yeah, exactly. Runes. But yeah. but you could have a person that devotes their gold income all on AC items and you could have their feats like you could take toughness or die hard or things that make them harder to kill right and as that person being the face the the combat face of the party like they do build a like meat wall between the back line and the front line and if they have like attack of opportunity they have some like combat um what do you call that like, like uh crowd control options as well right yeah and that is, that um, is brought up as like a, this is one of the more tankier like attack of opportunity being like one of so, the more like classic tank kind of things yeah so i yeah. i mean i i think you can play it's definitely not like an mmo but like there are tanky options right yeah definitely yeah, yeah. it's it's that i guess like the what i've seen people say and i don't agree with as hard as some people do um is that you the cost of doing that is so great that like you you're just kind of losing out because what can happen right i mean you 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 do invest all of your points into ac and health and all that stuff and you get like really tanky and then the enemy just fireballs your back line and you can't do anything about it and like there's like a right. and then if you've invested all your points into that like all of your all of your resources into that you kind of yeah. like it like there there are so many ways to get around it like easily and right. you know when you're thinking about it from a dm perspective like if this is an intelligent enemy that you're fighting and they look at it, it's like i can't kill this guy but i can kill that guy so i'm just going to target them instead yeah yeah uh, and and so like it makes it it makes it hard to ensure that yeah. you're yeah. investing resources into that or to be certain that investing resources into that will be worth it yeah, because you never I mean, know like, when you're just going to go up against like a, a wizard. wizard enemy and it just <laughs> yeah. screws you. And because yeah. you can't do anything about it because they don't have to attack you. They, in matter of fact, they don't even want to in the first place. Yeah, they'll yeah. just go straight for your backline, which like, I yeah. think is like kind of what Jackson was referring to. And like it's important for everybody to have a little bit of damage at the end of the day, because a, you know, a sword and board fighter with attack of opportunity who's playing a tank or champion right like and of course champion kind of dips into that you know like you have spells and you all these other things but like a fighter we'll, we'll just assume a fighter the only problem is like if you're dealing like 1d6 with like a short sword or 1d8 with a long sword you didn't dump any points into strength your attacks of opportunity at some point become non-threatening right unless you're like tripping you know if you've got like something with a, like a whip or something which is really cool actually i think that would be a really cool build but mm -hmm. like if you're just a basic sword and board like by level six or seven you're no longer threatening right like right even if you have striking like okay 2d8 2d6 cool you know they get past me but i deal six damage to them sorry guys <laughs> like and like of course exactly. like if you're fighting mm -hmm. one enemy i do think like putting points into grapple trip disarm like are all really great tools for like a tank to have but if you're against like four or five enemies and like how many instances are we like 
when you're in the middle of like the woods or a jungle and then you've got undead coming from all sides at you and you're ambushed mm -hmm. then like there really is nothing for you to do like you can have your party maybe run behind you mm -hmm. if, like there's a choke position but i think that that yeah. is definitely like just a natural part of the game that's fine but it's just true and you brought up the whole like tripping and stuff that would be really cool but the later you get in the game it becomes insanely difficult to actually like pull yeah. off combat maneuvers yeah. uh, and because all everyone's like scaves and stuff are so high and your your ability to do something does not uh, like that does not scale as quickly as an enemy's ability to save against it uh, because there are other like bigger things that that those enemies are designed to be rolling against like big spells and stuff like that so they give them these big saves to like that that are like reasonable to deal with those and then you only like your your scaling on some of those uh, like abilities is just like really <laughs> minimal unless you're um, able to weave it into other sorts of damage i feel like it's better i feel like it's better in 2e than 1e i agree with that um, for sure i think the the proficiency bonuses scaling like you guys are like like the things that you're a master in or like an expert in like it's scaled really well right like you you're definitely most likely have like a 50 percent or higher chance of pulling off whatever skill you're trying to do um but also i think it's important to like think of tripping grabbing right things like yeah. that think of i mean like think of those as a um saber suck spell right mm -hmm. like and you really don't because because they're not spells but like a saber yeah. suck spells against your will save you you do it and then it either succeeds or fails and it feels right. bad when it fails you know same with you know that's like a fighter's grapple if they fail they just wasted their turn you know so mm -hmm. i i mean i don't know I, I I think they're good, but definitely, and it, it also depends on who you're fighting, right? Like if you're trying mm -hmm. to grapple a giant, not going to work. But if you're trying, I mean, you have a pretty the fighter has a pretty good chance to trip or grapple the like wizard, like boss, even if they're yeah. like a few. But levels they have to above. get there in the first place, right? Yeah. Right. And then so. and then also like the normally by the time that happens, right, the wizard's kind of already dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. From yeah. the DPS. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, it is what it is, and like. I yeah. think that, you know, that we're kind of bleeding into what we touched on it earlier, where we talked about like optimal. And I know a big complaint we had at the beginning of this um, AP of, of Age of Ashes, which like I think is, you know, like Chance said, like once you get down the road, like it'll be fine. But like, I remember we're like, we're just getting punished for not having an optimal party. And we were really upset that, about I that. I remember that. Yeah, I haven't you know? thought about that in a long time. These skeletons um, hurt me too hard. <laughs> it's like I tried to stab them with my sword twice. I like blew two turns. You're like, yeah. they go through them. It's piercing damage. I was like, oh. oh well, and that's, yeah, I do. I, I freaking love the typing in, in 2E. Like the elemental typing and the like physical weapon typing and resistances and stuff. Like, Yeah, they do a good job good. with that. I, I like that part of the system. But like, that also relates really heavily to like another part that uh, the author oh, of the video, video yeah, brought up where he was like a, a big reason a lot of people hate the Holy Trinity or hate the optimal like team, which we touched on why it's optimal, right? Like you interact with other players, you interact with the enemy. Um, and then like there was one more interact yeah, with player to player. Oh, yeah. Player to player, enemy to enemy. And then like player to like player multiple to enemy. enemies yeah or like it like player between enemies and player yeah um but like a lot of one of the reasons people hate that is because like they feel like they're forced into a pigeonhole where they have to play optimally like you said chance 
Like, I think that the, the best one brought up was like Overwatch. And it's like right. everybody hated yeah. playing Mercy, but every team needed a Mercy. Needs if you a didn't mercy. have a Mercy, you lose. If you don't have right. a tank and a Mercy, it's over. And then eventually yep. they added new healers, but no healer was as good as Mercy. Like, I loved playing mm -hmm. Lucio. Lucio, Lucio is hype. He's, was the, not he's the best as good healer. as Mercy. <laughs> I think so not as much. He he's doesn't so heal mobile. as much. He doesn't heal yeah. enough, yeah. He's be, just zipping around. A real healer. And yeah, he's, and he's way more fun for it. But then you just right. kind of like, but then you look at like not the stats at the heals. end of the game and you're like, man, like I, had, like, I, I was healing as much as I could and I got like a bronze medal. Right. And yeah. like the enemy Mercy gets like quadruple gold medal. But that's you know, because like, Mercy drops done. all of her points and I am here to buff and heal. And yeah. that is the only thing she does. And the way that she does it is so boring. Very yes. You just, you does. hold down your mouse button while loosely just... pointing towards one of your allies. Right. And that's kind of it. <laughs> <laughs> and it kind of just sucks. Like it's one game. very terribly boring. Yeah. Which one is why everyone that... likes to build a little bit of damage. Everyone right. likes to build a little bit of damage. One, <laughs> one game that, that, that I don't, it's the I don't know what you're game. talking about. Yeah. I literally could sit there all day and do that. Chance is a big fat dealer. He loves, he loves I, supporting us. Support like his whole thing. I mean, yeah. I, I've realized this about myself, and heat. I don't know what it says about my psyche, but like, I, I like being a support because I want the recognition of someone being like, man, I couldn't have pulled that off without you if I didn't have that heal. But you, you know? know deep down that s people are so sour and so cringe. You're like, fuck my support, fuck my healer. Like, <laughs> oh, no, no one gives a rip. No, no, but like when they pull so something off, no, I, the, the reason I play is because when someone, my ADC or my carry or whatever, like pull something off, it's like, yeah, you couldn't have done that if I didn't shield you, or you couldn't have done that if I didn't save your ass. Like, I it's want a personal that. thing. <laughs> yeah, right. no, like I want that. Like, I can't pull it off, but if I can like sit back here and just heal you, then it's like I get some of the credit too. So, assist. That's assist, funny. Assist. That's funny because that I feel like there was, and you said it, which is why I think it's funny that the the carry would respond with, "You couldn't even do this." Yeah, <laughs> right, right. I am the you couldn't even do it player. with a shield. <laughs> Right. Yeah. No. You're like, but yeah, you couldn't do it without me. Yeah. <laughs> That's the problem. That's very true. I I remember playing League with you chance games. one time and like just getting like I don't know, just like a quadra kill or something and was like, How was how am I alive? And then being like, Wait, did you just save me there? And you were like, Yeah, and I was like, Holy cow, that was incredible. Yeah. <laughs> See, yeah, I live for those moments. So that's why I, I feel oh like the, the overarching really good thing he said was just like there's a way to do this. There's a way to do the Holy Trinity in a way. Like if you lean too much into running away from the Holy Tr Trinity, it's not gonna it's not gonna work out. Like your game's not gonna be very good because it just feels all kind of marshmallowy. Where like there's no roles for anyone. I think of. Did you guys ever play Evolve? Mm -mm. You guys remember no. that game? No. no, yeah, I do remember it though. Yeah, the I game looks crazy. Like a, yeah, it looked awesome. It did. It did. I mean, it was, it was it was such a fun concept, but it, it was like not well executed because they leaned more towards okay, you have to pick a character within your role, but there was absolutely ones that were better and like ones that were worse. And then to be completely transparent, none of them were good enough to get the job done. Like the monster ended up winning a lot. So like it just, it, the game floundered and didn't do very well. But then he mentioned games like um, Apex and like- Deep Rock um, Galactic too. Deep Rock Galactic, you know, where everybody's strong, everybody has utility. And I think that like, 
is a very good way where Silas was kind of mentioning, you know, I mean, we all kind of mentioned our party is like, everybody's got damage, everybody's got utility, you know. Urkel's getting the, the uh, flat foot so we can get the AC drop. Kaleri is super mobile and super damaged. Like she can get anywhere she wants as fast as she wants. Um, and then obviously our back line is like a lot of damage over time and nukes from Aaron. So like, uh, I, I think that's Damn been straight. The, <laughs> the best and most entertaining way to play, right? Yeah. Um, is is games like Deep Rock, where everybody feels strong enough to be able to win a fight by themselves if they need to, but also like everybody is like, we. It would be really nice if we had a zip line. I have one. You know, yeah. it would be really nice. What what two utilities do we have that we can use as a small group right now to survive? Everybody you know? gets yeah. a highlight reel. I think like, I, right. another really cool thing that he mentioned was like. Um, what game is it? Fuck me. Divinity. Yeah, Divinity. Where yeah. like there's a there's a there's a fourth thing added. Where like the the only way to break down the the Holy Trinity is to add another Element. interaction, right? Yeah. Right. It's like not only enemies and players, but there's also environment. And environment affects both the enemies and the players, right? So like right. one thing that Divinity does super well is like if you cast rain and you make it rain then like all fire goes out for you and the like right. the enemy but like electricity hurts a lot more and then you can oil sludge but that puts risk for both yourself and the enemy so then like this like 4D edition of chess comes to the game right. where you're like I have to manipulate the environment to work for me and not for the enemy but it can still hurt myself and like I think right. that's really cool like the elementalist is like such a cool idea which like bleeds into like either support and like environment or DPS and environment. I think that's like a super cool way to also proliferate and develop the game. Yeah. Which like, I don't know, like in D&D, is there like a way to do that in an optimal Not, way? I mean, like it's it's all like, I don't know, like like with D&D 5e, there's like difficult terrain and it's like, you'll do like a damage spell. And it's like, oh yeah, it also makes it difficult terrain. You're like, oh, what does that do? He's like, ah, they can't move as fast. Like, but they're but we're already standing next to them. <laughs> we were, we we're already just next to them when I casted it. Why doesn't it help me? And, and it like yeah. And in a fight, like when you're already close quarters, like ha having people just move at a slower speed, it doesn't matter. It, you'd have to you'd have to build does, your, your party around it. The difficult terrain does matter in two E because yeah, how does it work? You can't five foot step, which is huge. You That's can't, huge. You can't step, and then also, I believe your movement speed is slower. Um, but if I remember correctly, it almost killed you guys against the the forest drakes. It was the drakes because yeah. the entire jungle was difficult terrain, yeah. and you guys weren't able to like run away, or oh, that's what it was. They weren't hindered by it, but you they were. were buzzing so around. they would grapple you. They I would was sprinting. Well, I know, but well, they, we were, they would grapple you and, and run, run away with you. And yeah. you guys weren't able to catch up. And so that could be a fatal, you know. It was also preset, though. Like, it wasn't like the Drakes cast a spell while we were fighting them. It's just because we were naturally fighting in the jungle. So that's why yeah. I think difficult terrain is more suited for the DM. Because a fight's not going to break out 100 feet. Like, we're not playing Starfinder. Yeah. So it's like, like what, what you would have to do, essentially, is like, you have to build a party around it where like your two front line take like a feat that allows them to move freely in a specific type of difficult terrain. Your support class has a spell that creates that difficult terrain. And then the enemy is the only one influenced by it. Otherwise, there's no reason to do it other than like removing the ability to, to step if you're playing against ranged or, mm -hmm. or mages, which also makes sense. But yeah. it's just like 
it doesn't feel as good as like that's that's the main problem which like we're coming back to Pathfinder even though I tried to pull us away from it but it's like nothing feels as good as like just dealing damage or healing yeah like those like those seem like they're the most efficient in, in combat at least they feel like they're the most efficient optimal way to take care of something and a lot of times like where the diversity comes in is types of damage and that's like really cool and like debuffs right. kind of and buffs like haste are like super cool but like ultimately what does that do it just makes it so you can deal more damage faster so i what think if that, you that could, is like not a flaw necessarily but is a reality of the game what if you could make somebody um have like a weakness to something what if oh, there were like ways of like boosting your your like cult your types that that. of damage yeah there's a cult yeah. spell that, that my, yeah. my big fear is like anytime there's a mechanic like that introduced into the game that can damage be used on me <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Like yeah. all well, of a sudden, also that, healing, that spell, healing those spells kills exist. Yeah. When I when I right? played Mick, there was spells that did that that like yes. put in a weakness for like yeah. a round damage. Also, yeah. the big yeah. the big yeah. thing though is D and D is like rocket tag, right? Like it's, right. Yeah. it it exactly. doesn't. So if you think of the encounters of an because there's no real tank. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, it's but true. if you think if you yep. think of you, you know you think of a MMO and it's like a raid or like a raid boss or whatever, like it does take a long time. Like the encounter lasts a while, and D and D it doesn't. You have like maybe five turns, and you you get five right. turns, and that's all you can contribute to the combat, you know. And and so yeah, I, I think just the game is different than like a real time like RPG. You know, it'd be way too crunchy if any other way, like if rounds, if, if fights lasted 20 rounds. Oh, yeah, it's too long, rough, dude. Yeah, right. Because even well, if even if you only get five turns, if you're fighting one guy with a party of four, that's 25 actions, like or 25 <laughs> just individual turns. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So if it was if it was only, if it was 10 more turns, you already get to like very long, crunchy combat. Yeah. Just because you have to wait till it comes all the way around. But yeah, mm -hmm. it does kind of feel like rocket tag because you got to drop like your best bombs out early. Otherwise, because you know the boss is going to do that. So yeah. 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 Right. And then if you didn't use it and the fight's over, you're like, I actually did that fight bad because I didn't use my best things and now it's over. And yeah. and there's like a like it, it is going back to efficiency is most efficient to do your highest damaging things first try and end the fight faster than it is to like unless you have used as like a finishing yeah, move right. or something yeah yeah that's unless the survivability piece of like mm -hmm. our party is like we have to come out swinging as fast as we can or else we're in big trouble you know? yeah. well and you think of i mean think of like a legit sword fight like you know like you want to end the fight as soon as possible you don't right. like because that guy's got a sword He's got, yeah, exactly. he's got a sword. And, like, uh, and like a sword hitting you, like where your armor isn't at or like piercing your armor, like that Fs you up. Like that is not a like easy thing to recover from. So it's true. You know, it just makes sense to try and get it as fast as possible. Mm -hmm. Speaking you of know. swinging swords. <laughs> okay, let's do that.